Press play, curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got on the option? No, oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater, pop culture, love, and life in New York York City. City. I am Connor McDowell. And I am Dylan McDowell. And we are, as always, your drama podcast hosts back, back, back again. Yes. Welcome back, everybody. Dylan, what's going on in this spooky season? I know. Halloween has passed us. We've rounded the corner into November. What's well, going on? It's been a while since we've recorded. I feel like we recorded a couple episodes, and then now we're sitting down again with an amazing guest who we'll get to in a second. And I just caught off guard. And um, <laughs> I would say the, the most exciting thing that happened recently is we had our annual Spooky Sisters Weekend. Yes, yeah, so we call it Spooky Sisters Weekend because Spooky Brothers Weekend sounds it's not, not a, It's not fun. an alliteration. I know. So we do this thing every year where we will only hang out with each other, which is not unlike any other weekend <laughs> of the year. And we... Who's you surprised? know, we usually go see a show. We maybe see a movie. We always have like a movie marathon where we watch Hocus Pocus and some watch a lot of the Scream movies this year. Yes, this year was the Scream. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a trilogy. It's a, I guess I suppose it's a series. But yeah, it was only supposed to be a trilogy, and then they relaunched with four. Which I think Scream Four is the best one. Controversial. Uh, I know, I know, I know. But it's really fun. Hayden Panettiere. She understands the assignment, and. I mean, I'm a, I've controversial. I mean, it's Robert a great Scott. cast overall. Yes, Kristen no, so Bell is in it. Anna Paquin. Yeah, the entire OG cast. Allison Brie. It's great. It's really good. But the play that we saw this year, Game Changer. Game Changer, which we have seen, but we saw before downtown last year. But it was the, you know, groundbreaking, wonderful slave play. Provocative. Provocative. Challenging. All the adjectives that everyone's saying to make themselves seem very intelligent. I know. And it was so good. And it was made, incredible. It, it did what a Broadway transfer, I think, should do is it still, it, it kept its downtown flair. And I don't want to spoil anything for those of you who haven't seen it, but you, you must, you must, you must go see it. Um, so it still felt as powerful and impactful as it did downtown, but they made some really good changes to kind of tighten it up. Because it is without an intermission and it does run at about two hours. So, uh, you know, I've heard so that good. a lot of people will walk out in the first like 30, 40 minutes of the show. But because we had rushed the show, um, you can get $39 rush tickets to anyone who's listening. Very, very Hallelujah. great deal. And we were in, in the closer to the front. In fact, we were in the front row. That's where the rush <laughs> seats are. We didn't get to see if anybody left, but I certainly heard this teen boy behind me going like, what the fuck? And uh-huh. things like that during, you know, once, once the, um, I'd say like there's sort of like an act break and yeah, but it just doesn't break at that point. He was very disturbed and also intrigued, maybe titillated Ooh. a little bit. Oh, too. yes. I it was great. Was, Paul honey. Nolan can do no wrong in my book. And it was just a really amazing I know. show. The overall. whole cast. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Great. And Connor's in love with one of the cast members. Maybe we won't say their name on this podcast, but you I'm know. literally addicted. If anyone has any internal ties to slave play, let me out. know. I'm sure, you know, I, I don't want to say his name in case we get him on the podcast as a guest at some point, but we'll see. James, come on the pod. Okay. Anyway, Dylan, I think we should jump right into let's, it. Let's bring in our guest. Because we've got another heartthrob sitting here at this very moment. We do. Our guest today. 
is the definition of a leading man, honey. Yes, God. Hailing from the great state of Ohio and now bringing his talents to the city of New York, he has been seen slaying in the national tour of Kinky Boots, breaking hearts as Danny in Greece, ripping hearts open as Tony in West Side Story, and stealing hearts as Dimitri in Anastasia on the Broadway. That's right. Most recently, our guest released a truly heartfelt and heartbreaking EP called January to June, which you must listen to ASAP. I call him Broadway's boyfriend. We all call him Moose's father. And additionally, additionally, we all call him the wonderful, genuine, insanely talented Zach, Zach Atkins. Atkins. Hey, <laughs> hello. I was warned about the intro, but that was pretty great. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Fully insane. My squeaky chair is going to make its uh, cameo in That's this podcast. Okay. <laughs> Zach, thank you so much for doing this. No, this is us. so fun. Are, um, you, are you confused, alarmed? No, it's just yet? like a bunch of Ohio boys hanging out in a room. <gasps> a bunch of Ohio boys. That's <laughs> That might be the title of the episode already. That's what this is. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. When you texted me today and your area code came up, I was like, oh, this feels like home. Like, this I is know. like a hometown area code. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a comfort. Well, you have a... I'm not the same as very, you. Okay, I'm yeah. the 216. Yeah. That's what we're... the Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's yeah, right. I feel that. And um, I've always felt connected to you from those Ohio roots. Oh, yeah. It, they breed different people in Ohio. It's a very Midwestern, but that's not mid- the Midwest. <laughs> that's the thing is everyone always says like, oh, you're from Ohio, cornfields and all this stuff. Did you grow up on cornfields? I grew up near cornfields. Okay, okay, I actually okay. grew up on the lake, so it was a lake town. Yeah, yeah, a little sleepy lake village. The the snow belt. Oh gosh, we were in the snow mm-hmm. belt. No. Yeah, so. same. We were just south of Cleveland. Yes. Oh, I learned how to drive in the snow. <gasps> yes. Because my birthday falls in winter. That's okay. right. So I learned. We got a Capricorn. Learned it all. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm a big old Capricorn. Which means what? It <laughs> I'm stubborn. <laughs> stubborn. I'm a stubborn strong, guy. Strong okay. beliefs. Strong beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. set in my ways. Yeah. Yeah. Capricorns are great. My you, grandmother's a Capricorn. My father's. Are you Capricorn? December? January. January. Yeah, I'm a January baby. January, January to, to June. June. Well, okay. Oh, <laughs> we're, we're not ready. <laughs> First of all, Zach, are you well? I'm doing fine. You know, yeah. um, the last two weeks have been insanely busy, as they always are. The fall is the busy season for the theater. Oh yeah. Um, setting us up for the new. Um, Tony season yeah. for the coming year, so this is the busy time. So I'm, I'm hanging together by like um, a thread and some like drugs, of course. <laughs> not like illegal drugs. Let right. me let me just yes. clarify. Prescribed, prescribed <laughs> over the counter. <laughs> um, yeah, because you you spent some time in was it North Carolina? Yeah, it was North Carolina. And then you also released your EP. Yeah. And you then you just got back to the city, so it was like a whole. Oh my goodness! It has been like. Um, yeah, it's been a whirlwind for sure. I'm totally the guy. The EP was sitting done for a little bit, and I okay. was like, you know what? Let's just like release it on the day we open West Side. So I did. So it was just like totally <gasps> oh, up to me. Okay. Yeah, it was all up to me. So um, I just chose to do it all at once, like a day of celebration is what I called it. So that's what we did. That's, that's great. Awesome. Yeah, it was fun. You know, it's fun to have those days where you can just kind of sit back and like marvel at what something you've created. And it was nice enough to have like a new album that I created and also a brand new show that we put together. So it was fun. It was a day of creation. Yeah. And was Tony a dream role of yours? Oh, it was fun. You know, I always thought I was going to be too old. Okay. And, and then it came up. And so um, they, the director um, used to be a huge casting director here in the okay. city, Eric Woodall. Um, and we met that way. And so um, he asked me to come out and do the show. And it was like a dream come true. 
And I it looked love West Side Story. It was beautiful. It was like a um, a concept take on it where the sharks were all in white for the entire show and okay. the jets were all in black for the entire show. So it was very like visually stunning. And then the set was entirely gray and lit by white until the Dream Ballet and we were all in blue. And oh, then cool. the show was lit in blue. It was amazing. So like every time me and Maria would be together, I would have the stark white light on me and she would have a very warm cream light on her. So it was very interesting. Oh, that's okay. great. I yeah. love that. It was a cool concept. Who's saying somewhere? Yeah, because I know that in the oh. recent Broadway revival, it was a little, it was Nick Barish. Yeah, it was a little baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little baby Nick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we had one, she was an offstage singer. Oh, okay. So we did the whole ballet as, um, and we kept the Nightmare, which is a very important cut version of oh, that okay. show. People cut the Nightmare always, but we ended up doing it. You know, Spooky. In our Cleveland, we've, this is actually the second time now we've mentioned the our all-white production of West Side Story that we were in, <gasps> in Cleveland. <laughs> you know, like, we didn't know any better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember what we did, but I do know that I was a shark, who also played Doc. Which oh wow, yeah, the so split was, cast you never thought yes. of, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I don't. Re- I do remember being in the dream. You would sequence. be such a great Doc. Can I, I just throw that out? I there? slayed. That he was really wonderful. Oh, yeah. I wanted to be Tony totally so bad, and I felt like it was my summer. <laughs> yeah. And it, it would they they gave it to like their the classic like this boy who mm. had like really done his time, and he was the oldest guy in the cast. But you know. When I got Doc, I cried, went and saw the movie Up that night. Oh, this posted a dating very up. moody Facebook status. It was, <laughs> Dil- it was back when you still would put like Dylan McDowell doesn't understand why things happen oh, sometimes. Oh, yes, I remember that. Wow, oh, social media was so different yeah, in 2009. No, yeah, if yeah. I open Facebook, it's an accident. I just accidentally <laughs> tap it. I'm like, oh, that's the wrong app. Never mind. Well, <laughs> now it's called Facebook, all capital letters. Did you know that? that was yeah, something they just, that they, re-branded they just rebranded it. it. Yuck. Facebook. We don't like Facebook. We don't. No, it's, no. no. Like, just middle-aged people exactly. messaging me for things. <laughs> that's all I get on Facebook. It's nothing fun. I remember birthdays. Can I come see Anastasia? Yeah, yeah. Are you is Anastasia still running? Are you in anything? I'm about to be in the city in oh, three yeah. months. Uh-huh. Are you going to be in anything? Your third grade there? teacher. Yeah. Somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People exactly. who just don't understand the revolving door that's the city. But you understand social media really well. I try. You know, it sucks when that becomes part of your job. But, sure. um, you know, it's a very fine line. So there's a decision a lot of people make. And I watched a lot of my friends make this decision when they start to garner a following. Yeah. They make the decision if it's going to be personal or if it's going to be completely commercial. Mm-hmm. And so you see the, the, the change of the post where if you're going to start to endorse products or if you're going to just keep it very personal. And mine is very personal. I'm yes. very open on social media. I'm in this new phase of my life with this album um, where authentic, like authenticity is the word that I've been pushing and so um the album super authentic but also like the way i've been living my life recently has been super authentic where being ohio boys i'm sure you know this we don't talk about a lot of like important things in our life Mm -hmm. we kind of scoot around them yeah and i've really been diving head on in public and in private where i really just say exactly what happened so i mean for example anastasia was a very wonderful experience i got my first original company member and then I got bumped into my first lead but it came with being bought out because a stunt cast needed to save the show because yes. it was failing yes and I didn't talk about it openly and the producers were praising me about how I handled it mature like mm-hmm. like a mature adult and um 
truly I'm now I'm very candid about the whole thing. Sure. I think people should know what happened where before I was embarrassed by it. And you know, there's something very different between being bought out to save a show and then being fired from a show. So exactly. and that was like the difference that I had to make in my mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I actually remember when you cuz it was about a year ago that it was end of November, right? Yeah. You left yeah. Anastasia and I remember them posting all of these things on social media about it's our leading man's last day. Like I remember mm-hmm. them like really celebrating you in the end yeah. and not just like kind of brushing you aside and bringing in this, the, the pop star that they did. The temperature in that theater was the energy in the air was so strange. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, it was very nice to be celebrated in that way, even mm-hmm. from the fan side of it. Oh yeah. But I wanted, um, my replacement to know that you know like it's not his fault he didn't make that call so when people were coming after him I was like no we're gonna protect this guy because if he can save the show by all means please save our show there's that reality part of it that sets in that's like of the business Mm -hmm. what's gonna sell tickets and you know if a show is not selling as many as they were before you have to think like, how can we do it? Yeah. And it's, I'm, I was so sad that you weren't doing it. I know. Every night. Well, I was the young one, so you know, like okay. everybody was original except me. So they looked at me right. and they said, well, "How can we fix this problem?" Even though my little pat on the back was the day they stopped paying me for Anastasia mm-hmm. was the day they closed. Wow. That's, oh, so it didn't. It lined up exactly on okay. the day. So wow. Oh, because yeah. that was the end of your contract. Yeah. Okay. We wow. both saw you in Anastasia. We oh, so you. Separately, separately. Weirdly. Yes. <laughs> but you were so great. Oh, yeah. That was like a good, it was like putting on a shoe, that one. That was like a good fit. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to push or pull too much of my own self. So that was like a, it's like a gift to be given a part that fits you so well. Oh, it yeah. It was great. I feel like you were so sweet in the role mm-hmm. and very lovable. I don't know. It was more just, boyish than I think. Derek maybe yeah. was a little bit more mischievous. At, oh, at I agree. The start. Yeah, and you were like very young. Like I don't know. It was it was. Cute. And I love the chemistry you. with you and Christy, who is just. Oh my god! I saw her today. An angel. I ran into her on the street today. Oh my god! Her and her fiance. She's ah. doing well. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, from her extravagant engagement that was like all over Broadway. Oh, and stuff oh my like god! Yes, I stay away from those. Yes, I stay away from all the. Well, she the had to know it was happening. Oh yes, she had to know. It was well, she she had an idea. I feel. We've yeah. talked about we talked about it a few times. Mm-hmm. She was like, "I know it's coming on these days." So like, because you, you have to pre- prepare your hands and oh right, <laughs> right? girls yeah. like get their nails done. You get like a diamond on the the ring finger now. <laughs> you know what I'm You've oh, seen yeah. those pictures. All the Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio Cleveland. girls post all of that stuff. Maybe that's that a Midwestern thing. No, I don't know. Yeah, I have a friend from college it. who does it, where like the ring picture and mm-hmm. then the diamond, uh-huh. like diamond on the nail. I, I know Sorry. you're talking. About. Yeah, it's like an accent. Yes, it's the accent finger. Yeah, Chrissy Altamar. She's been in my life for a long time. I love that girl. Hey, because of the Spring Awakening national tour. See, I. I was really far behind on all that stuff. I never saw tours until I was in high school, and that was okay. after the Spring Awakening ge- uh, generation. Had what yeah. year did you graduate high school? Uh, 2011. 2011. Okay, we graduated in 2012, so we're just right behind okay. you. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, because we were freshmen in high school when the Spring Awakening tour came through Cleveland. Yeah, it's so funny. I oh know so God. many people from that tour now. Oh, it's they're like all very working. Strange. They're, they're all, all working. I mean, of course, those kids mm-hmm. are, I mean... It's a great show to Andy be part Mantis of. Andy Mantis was on that tour. Uh, see, I do love Andy mm-hmm. Mantis. I saw him in the revival, The okay, Deaf West. Yes, yeah, yes, I love that. Which them. was... Uh, Oh, it was a beautiful production. Yeah. So beautiful. We had Chris Rodriguez on, and we, she was telling all, talking all about that. Like, yeah. Oh, she's so cool. moment in time. Oh, she's, she's a wild one. I oh my love God. her. Yeah. Um, she is a gem. And you know, sh- you also have connection to Spring Awakening because. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. Do you like that transition right there? Yeah. You were Melchior Gabor. That's how you introduced yourself to me the first time we met. Really? Yeah, at 54. 
there. I came up to you and I said, I saw you. No, you're like, this is who I am. This is who, but I know you from this, which is. <gasps> I wanted to be like, I am a Zach Cleveland. Atkins hipster. <laughs> and like, I've I seen... used to be so hipster back then. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We saw you in Melchior in your college production. That was my freshman year. <gasps> no way. Yeah, I was a freshman. I had two leads that year as a freshman. I was, I had a big old target on my back. Oh my God, I'm sure. The seniors yeah. were like, so I was Barrett in Titanic. I don't oh. know if you guys know that show. We did not see we, it, but I know. We didn't see Titanic. Love Titanic. Yeah, it's a beautiful show. It's it's sometimes like when I first was listening to the cast recording, I was like, what is this? But once you're a part of it or once you see it live, oh, that music. You know, it's a best musical Tony winner. Oh, it. I believe mm-hmm. it. That's like, um, they've been trying to kick that back to Broadway pretty soon. I here. just heard about a production where they, it was like not site specific, but like they sank, they had a big body of water and they sank the boat <gasps> every night in it. That's so Is it cool. the big one with like, they always do the really extravagant sets yes. out in mm-hmm. West? It's so always somewhere. Like set on water somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I love that. So who is the lead of that show? Because it's not Titanic the movie. It's like it's a, everyone. It's it, like a group okay. lead. I guess the lead would be Kate McGowan, who they're all based on real people who okay. actually died on the ship. So yeah, take out Jack and Rose and put in a bunch of characters okay. that kind of fill out a plot. It's like Love Actually on the Sea. There you go. Well, it probably <laughs> would be Love Actually on Broadway because it'd be like a who's who <laughs> of Broadway stars up yeah. there just all dying. You know? <laughs> You're right. It's so sad. Were you the Brian Darcy James role? I was. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, that music. If you have time, it's Maury Yeston, it right? Oh yeah, Maury yeah, Yeston. Okay. And it's probably going to be coming back at some point. Yeah, Maury has a new show in the works right now. I can't, do not remember the name, but he's a busy guy always. Oh yeah, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. So you were does that in the fall, and then because I know Spring Awakening yeah. is in like March or April. Yeah, I so I did that. It. I we did drove that back in the fall, and it was in the mm-hmm. spring. You're exactly right. And that was the first time they had partnered with that regional theater. The Beck Center. Yeah, the Beck Shout Center. Out. Shout out to the to Beck. The Beck. They grew up They'll down love the street this. from They'll the love this. <laughs> <laughs> they will love it. Yes. And you were, was that drama that you were this freshman? And you it was drama. Leads? And I was in love with the girl playing Venla. And <gasps> so, Kennedy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so like at the time she was dating this guy. And I'll clear the air about that. Um, <laughs> no, like, um, we, I was like very drawn to her. We dated for a long time after, okay. but she was with someone who was in the business and very famous. And um, they ended their relationship, and I kind of swooped in. And the next year, the sophomore year of, for me, um, we started to date. So it wasn't like during the show no the but we thing. had some beef there me and this guy for a while because oh he thought i took his girl oh no no but i was very respectful you know yeah. these ohio boys we can't yes. touch them. I was no, like, no i know the rules but i have these feelings i'm young yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god how could you so not funny. like fall for your opposite in that show it's such a I sexually know. charged thing and oh it's so gosh. intimate well also like we were so young like mm-hmm. i still didn't understand the difference between real life and sure like stage life so like i was very much I have all these feelings and they're yeah. real. They make the show better. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> I would never do that today. No, oh my God. And that production was incredible. I, they touted that production as my best work in college, which like really could screw you up if you really think about it. But <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud yeah, of that production. I really enjoy it. Yeah. You're like, you peak freshman year. I really mm-hmm. can't work with this anymore. You know? Yeah. So just to, like to fill some context in, cause I do want to talk more about beyond college, but Connor and I grew up in the Cleveland area. Mm-hmm. Zach did as well. Yeah. Ashtabula. Right? Ashtabula, you're so right. And went to college in the Cleveland area. Yeah, Baldwin Wallace. Oh god. And we would go see all the shows there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it turns out stars. I mean, <laughs> clearly, Zach. You know, other people who are on Broadway now. Chris McCarroll is in Lightning Thief. Caitlin Houlihan. Exactly. Yeah. Colton Ryan. Colton Ryan. Cool. Colton Ryan, come on the pod. Um, oh, you want it? Uh, yeah. Help. I can make that work. Oh, here we go. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dylan is mouthing to Zach off mic that I'm in love with Colton Ryan and I can neither confirm nor deny but my face is beat red right now. <laughs> we'll cut that. We'll but, cut. No, we won't. But so so you, what other roles would you say in college that you p- portrayed do you feel is like your best work then? Oh my. You know, as a college, I don't know if you guys are um, familiar with the show Follies oh, yeah. by oh, Stephen yes. Sondheim. We did that in and college. And so that was kind of wild in the sense that you're talking about like middle-aged people with a, a middle-aged life crisis having their giant breakdowns about whether they live their life respectfully and in a good way or if they're happy with how they turned out. Mm-hmm. But you're having 20-somethings play... All, both young and old. So in the show, there's a y- older version and a younger version, and they're having flashbacks all the time. Yes. So I played young Ben, and Chris McCarroll played um, my split cast. So on the nights I wasn't playing, he was playing young Ben. We so, saw the Chris McCarroll yeah, cast. Yeah, so I was the opposite <laughs> of that. Oh, so. we missed you. Yeah, no, me and Caitlin Houlihan played opposite each other in that show. Oh, that would have been amazing. So that was a great show. Um, I'm really proud of that one. I'm trying to think. Oh, we did Dogfight, but I wasn't... Clena's track. I was the bad guy. Eddie I was bird. Lace. I was not birdlace. I was the other one, which I can't even think of his name right now. He's the mean of Boland? the trio. Is that his name? Boland. Yeah, and yeah. that was a super stretchy moment for me. It, like, I never was the mean guy. Like you said, I, I like dabble in like the lovely, nice characters. Yes. I shaved my head. <gasps> got a high and tight for the show wow. for showcase. So I had it. I had a shaved head for showcase, and um. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I was the mean guy for like two months. We did that show at the Beck Center, um, but I love that show. Oh, it's you so know, good. You, if you're a screaming tenor, that's what you want to do. And we <laughs> hurt ourselves. I'm so surprised. I still have like a wow. voice after oh that my show because you just want to be like a marine. Oh yeah. yeah. So I've never a, seen that a, live. That production live. It's it's intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's an intense show. It's sad. It's so sad, and it doesn't resolve at all. There's no resolution. He just has no. this um, post-traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. and she's like, it's so good to see you, and that's pretty much it, how it ends. She, They reconnect, and she leaves him again. Like She's yeah. like, I don't want to be with you. You're not And a then Bandstand takes on right after that. <laughs> and that yeah. See, I've never seen Bandstand, <laughs> okay, so like, okay. you would have to fill me in on that. Oh, you'd be great in Bandstand. It takes place in Cleveland. I have to play the piano, though, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, do, have have a, I do have like a piano degree, like a music degree that forced me to play, but I'm pretty rough. And you play piano on your album. I do, but like not like fancy piano okay i know you said that someone else played the intro intro mm-hmm. and exactly. i noticed in the intro that is like the chords from dexter hall it is oh my god and it is wow. so beautiful i'm so impressed i'm just obsessed with your album i mean I t- i've told you a million times like so promote it for free i mean here, honestly here's the deal i got that pianist so drunk to record that <laughs> because i was so i i'm a crazy person and i know exactly what it should sound like mm-hmm. and i made this guy drink so much whiskey and i i, I was like okay here's the feelings like i was like it's sad i'm talking about something that is so personal mm-hmm. and this is about like outlasting and outliving and i was just like l- i was pressing him so yeah. hard and then we we laid down like three versions of it and turns out later on he recorded it in the wrong key and so the next day i was like oh my god it's in the wrong key because i had this big opening number plan i call it an opening number yeah of course sure. i had this big opening number plan and i was like oh you have to change the key so he sent me another version of him doing it i was it didn't have the emotion i needed mm-hmm. it didn't have the emotion and i was like i was like i'm not gonna say that but i was like buddy you have to fix this <laughs> like mm-hmm. we have to get it right and you know what i did i got really drunk on my own that night okay guys drink responsibly i well, got moose really there right? moose and i got really drunk okay. together <laughs> yes it's three in the morning and I whipped out January to June, brand new, 
all by itself in the key <gasps> to match that piano solo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's incredible. Gag, so that song did not exist. And so the January to June reprise that mm-hmm. happens later, that was the opening number for the album. And I ended up moving it down to the fourth track. And I wrote this new number, 3 a.m. Just I recorded it at 3 a.m. That's actually me singing at 3 a.m. that night, I'm matching that key to that piano intro. Oh my Bravo. God. Bravo. So this that's my fun story. That is that's drama. the drama. That's, that's the drama. drama. <laughs> yes. That's incredible. Yeah, I haven't really told anyone about that yet. Well, yeah. This breaking news. There you go. That's so cool. I mean, it, it is such a. Be- we're just going to talk about the. I know. Right we, now. we should jump into it now. We, yeah. It's it, available it's, where all fine music is available. <laughs> and it is just this gorgeous. Would you say, is it seven? Tra- like, there's a couple demos at the end. Like, six and one demo. Okay. Right? Yeah, I'm. Tra- I don't even. Know. And we <laughs> are obsessed. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's it's affecting. It's very it's, it's a mood piece. Yeah, it is very autumnal. When I think about those albums yeah. that like I turn on only in the fall, like yeah. Adele's 25, yes, Taylor Swift's Red, uh-huh. January to June is now one of the in those mm, ranks yes, as yeah. well because it's just it's a mood. <laughs> it's a mood. Yeah, if you want to be in your feelings, it'll get oh, you there yeah. fast. Can you just like talk us through like what inspired you? Yeah, so uh, it's called January to June because that's when I wrote all the music for it. Okay. So I started writing in January and I finished in June and then somewhere around late July, I decided that I was gonna lay it down and like really make a full idea out of it. But it's about a breakup. So um, I just did this concert last week where I got to talk about this a little bit, but there was a a near miss for Moulin Rouge this year. And I was in the finals, it was me and two other guys. And um, had a great thing to understudy Aaron and be the understudy for Timu. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we were very excited about that. And I kind of put a lot of pressure. I never put my pressure on myself. But I put a ton of pressure on myself. Because at... So, here comes the authentic part. Mm-hmm. Here comes a sad story. So, Anastasia ended. And I was really heartbroken over it. And then about a month later, me and my girlfriend had ended things. Okay. And um, for a lot of different reasons. And then I was kind of drifting out of the Broadway circle, so I lost a lot of my friends, including the ones I'd see every day at Anastasia. So I was very lonely. So like, I got this show, Moulin Rouge came into my life, and I was like, you know what? If I can get this show, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show her that I'm relevant. I'm gonna get my friends back. I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna get all this money. I'm gonna pay my bills. Um, I'm gonna be so happy, and I get a, this big, like, look at me, like, I do have a career. I'm not a one-hit wonder kind of guy. And so um, it didn't happen. And it happened in a way where they told me I was just too young. They're like, he's everything we're looking for. He's too young. There's just no way around it. And so like when that happens, you, you're supposed to be able to take the pressure off yourself, but it didn't mm-hmm. happen. So I started writing these really sad songs. And so Dexter Hall is named Dexter Hall because that is where me and my girlfriend at the time broke up. It's a real place on the Upper West Side in the National Archives. It's a hall of paintings. Okay. And we sat in that hall and had big blue walls and... Um, we ended our relationship there. And so I wrote that song and I sent it to her and you know, that kind of stuck. And mm-hmm. then, um, and you filmed a video there too. I did. I, yeah. that's part of the video. Okay. okay. Yeah. I wanted to, I, people were like, why well, Dexter Hall? You don't even say it in the song. And I said, well, it's because I'm describing it constantly. Mm. And like the feelings of sitting close to someone and saying nothing Yeah. or like the walls and how I felt in the moment. That is what Dexter Hall is to me. And going back there was so strange. Cause it was a completely different place than where I was when I had had that conversation. Chills. Um, Dylan, yeah. Dylan's full body just convulsed <laughs> for a moment. Yeah, so that's, that's so cool. Beautiful. Yeah, so like it just kind of developed from that. And um, I mean, I can go on. I mean, it's always a, so if I had booked that show, if I had booked Moulin Rouge, that album would have never come. Sure. And so like 
when looking back, you know, they always say hindsight's 2020, like, but I made something so beautiful out of this pain that I was feeling, and it was more for me than anyone else, and that was like really special to me, and it was important to talk about my pain. So yeah, I mean, uh, the rest of it is like, Sun and the Moon, that song comes from the idea, I was taking the A downtown one day, mm. and I passed her stop. And it wasn't, it's not an express stop, so okay. I would always pass it on the express A. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, I was like, this is the closest our bodies have been in about two months. And I don't even know if she's in her apartment right mm -hmm. now. And that's where that whole song came from. Wow. I know, that was, it, they're deep, they're <laughs> so, deep. so deep. Well, the sun and the, you know, like, things she that was never, only yeah. pass. Yeah, always, never, mm -hmm. always, yeah, exactly. Like, do you think about me yeah. when I pass your, when you pass my favorite spots? Because I just passed your stop and I thought about how close we are. So that's where that one came from. What else is after that? There's, oh, Two Months is a big old. That's song. my favorite that's one. That's the F word song. That's, yeah. my, big, that's my favorite <laughs> one. That's on song. So that yeah. comes from a real quote. She sat me down. We were discussing our careers and discussing our life and our relationship. And she said, give me two months. I need two months to find another job. And I will come back to you and we can start our relationship over. Mm -hmm. And I remember when you said, just give me two months and then I'll come back and love you so much. Mm -hmm. Like that's, mm. that's the antithesis of the whole song. Yeah. Um, and then that part of the end where it just like turns into like an acoustic oh, that, So thing. that is the demo take from okay. the end of it. Mm -hmm. I just spliced it and I was like, you know what? I want to remind you where this song came from, mm -hmm. which is just me screaming in my apartment Yeah, over how much I'm hurt. Yeah, and so then I had a fling this summer, and I wrote Five Feet Off the Floor. <laughs> hey, I love this. She was super sweet. She's super kind, but it, I was like, I, I wasn't ready for anything serious. So sure, it sucks, sure. sucks when you kind of drag someone through it, but um, that's where Five Feet Off the Floor, it was like the moment where I was like, oh, look at I can function. I can get over this. After all these months, from mm -hmm. January to June, for goodness sake, that's like a whole season. Um, and I wrote that song about her. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Hearing That's about so your creative cool. process, you also have like the cutest smile on your face. <laughs> I know you're like, I'm, I know, I'm proud like, of what you well, did. I think the whole thing, that's, I'm, I'm like, is this boring? Am I talking no, too no, much no. about this project? No, this I is I love great. it. Okay, cool. I feel like you're writing about a lot of, it's, it's like a very like mid-20s album. Like yeah. when you're in your mid-20s, like I truly feel a lot of the things that you're feeling mm -hmm. when I've parted ways with lovers or you think about them when yeah. you walk past somewhere you know that they lived or where you were together and different feelings. So I feel like you really nailed it. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. I, you know, and just like putting it all together was just like a culmination of a lot of years, I guess. So it feels good. Well, well done. I don't know if I'll make more or not. I was going to say, it, it feels like there could be like, I mean, I've been like having yeah. fun, you know, yeah. like there's like <laughs> two songs. I met this girl a few weeks back. Oh no. Um, we met at an audition and we've been friends for a long time and she, she had a hard time at this audition. So we went out and like got a coffee and then got a drink and I wrote this song about her. It like whipped out of me. I wish I brought my guitar. I'd play it for you guys. Uh, did you write, like, is this like a new thing for you? Like, did you write in college? Did you write? I was always kind of, okay. I always loved playing the guitar, but you know, it took years. I'm a self-taught guitar person. Okay. So like I was in high school and I was like, uh, I was like learning the guitar and I was getting better over time. So it took some time. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for writing that. I mean, it was just Woo! beautiful. I know, and My new it. stuff's a lot happier. Well, except that one song that was on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lovingly calling it home. I think that's a good song uh, name for it. It's a great song. Yeah. yeah. It is a good one. one. Yeah. You know, I think I'm going to call it, if anything, the winter session and just like Ooh. release two or three songs. I love it. We'll see. I it's just for that. fun. Cause like, you know, like we do it in our apartment. Like it's just me and the dog. So 
Moose. Ugh, Moose. Who I've had he's the pleasure good. of meeting once. I know. He's love such a little so love much. bug. I used to see him this weekend. He's been away. Okay. I've been working so okay. much that um, I'm going to pick him up Aww, this weekend. Yay. So I'm very excited to see him. I'll, I'll make sure there's a video. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a reunion video. video. You must. Um, so one of the big things that we discuss here on drama is sort of like the the moment that brought them in you into this industry or this mm. business. And so it's based on something from the musical Fun Home, which maybe you've seen. I have not seen. Okay, so in the musical Fun Home, <laughs> drama. There's a scene. No, super drama. Kidding, there's a scene in a song yeah. called Ring of Keys in which uh-huh. the main character has a moment of total identification and clarity. Mm-hmm. It's where their soul just swells and they see something in themselves reflected. Do you have that sort of a moment with theater? I mean, when I jumped into theater, it was kind of like a bet between me and my sister. So I was like having a good time in high school I was, as a freshman, and my sister was like, Zach, go and audition for the musical. It's a great way to meet people. And I was like, that's so embarrassing, first of all. Second of all, okay. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I went, I was in the ensemble, and it was fun. But I, it's, it's not like a ring of keys in like the sense that I like fell, fell in love. It was, I was paired with this girl I had this huge crush on. And um, I, had, theme. I had taken her to homecoming <laughs> that year, and then we didn't end up together, and I was very upset about it, but she was my dance partner in the opening, and I worked so hard. So she went off to college, and I was like, okay, so that's done. And then the following year, they were like, we're going to do this show. Um, do you want to come in and sing for the lead? And I was like, well, I'm not a good singer, and I don't know anything about acting. So I was like, you know what? Why not? There's like everybody who they else they kind of were like, toting around for this part was way older than me. So I was like, obviously you would give it to a person who's a junior or a senior, and I was a sophomore. Um, but it was thoroughly modern Millie, and I had the best fucking, oh, um, <laughs> you can swear, you, <laughs> you can, can say whatever you want. I had you the best time, it was so fucking yes. fun. Um, you were Jimmy. Yeah, and so singing those songs, and I, I was never good at anything growing up. My dad's a big baseball guy. I was terrible at baseball. Um, my mom really wanted me to be active, even though she doesn't care about that. But like, <laughs> I, was, I remember crying as a kid and being like, I don't want to go to baseball. I can't hit the ball. I can't catch the ball. I'm really embarrassed. And I got up on stage that year for Thoroughly Modern Millie, and all of a sudden, like, I was naturally good at something. And that had never occurred in my life. And I came with all this confidence all of a sudden and it really changed who I was out off the stage because then everyone knew me as the theater guy and I was like you know what I am the theater guy so I went and auditioned at my local community theater that summer and I was cast in High School Musical Great. oh my god as like Kenny the, Ortega yeah, <laughs> we were talking about Kenny Ortega oh, okay, okay. before we started yeah. the, well, well that's for another day another we'll another get one. Kenny yeah, yeah. on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> but I was cast as this narrator part and I loved it and my parents were so supportive and I was so naturally good at it that I was in a show every single season from then on until I graduated wow and it was just this moment where I was like I'm finally found my place like I'm finally good at something something I'm really proud of and something I really love and it changed my entire outlook on everything else I love that yeah it was just like one of those I you know I can't ever like relive it I want to go back and be like find your thing again but you Mm -hmm. keep finding your things every day just in different ways you know it all happened the way it was supposed to. Yeah, yeah and you know, you, that's like the part where you like, mm-hmm. you look back at like how you came to be the person you are now, yeah. or p- person you are in the city, and you're like, how did this even happen? Because there's so many things that could have just gone this much wrong, 
mm-hmm. then I wouldn't be here. Right. Yes. Like, 100%. It just Drop blows my mind. Wisdom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It blows my mind every time I think about it. Like, even today, the things that you guys did in your day or that I did in my day, it could have gone a thousand different ways and we could be in a totally different headspace right now. And the fact that we're here and we're talking, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Yeah. I know. Big change. You know, I feel like I've had a lot of change in my life recently. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, you you too, I suppose. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, with this podcast launching and everything, like it is, it's amazing how sometimes things happen all at once or not at all. Yeah, but that's exactly right. It's all meant to turn out the way it's supposed to turn out. And also, you're turning 27 soon, so oh my Saturn's gosh. gonna be returning, which we'll talk about off off pod, off pod. I'm just kidding, <laughs> but um, I don't know what that means at all. <laughs> Basically, it means that the sun is going to be lined up from where it was when you were born. <gasps> So from the time you're 27 to 28, like you can expect great changes in your life. I think I explained that. Properly. I'm ready. If you love astrology, <laughs> that's a good know, thing. Tweet me I'm and so tell ready. me if I explain that properly. I feel but, it. Yeah, I feel it. It's this shift of, we were just talking about. Yes. It's this shift of like now I talk about my stuff openly and people really connect with it, and that was like a big thing because I thought if I was myself, and you didn't like it, then I wasn't good enough. But now I'm myself, and it doesn't matter. It's it's this great yeah. shift in my life. And it's cool because you have so many fans. I mean, especially through Anastasia, like a lot of younger fans. The Anastasia. Yeah, the Anastasias who are so devoted and they love you. It gives them permission then to be themselves authentically. Yeah. And that's what's really special about it as well. And that's why social media doesn't have to be such like a a, a hole mm-hmm. that you can die in. You know, right. that's that's the beauty of like I have a very small following and they're very I hope I inspire them every day. I mean, if you do, why not? Um, those tweets, I'm very notorious on Twitter. I have a very aggressive Twitter. Um, <laughs> it's very fun. But they're for me, too. Mm. I, like, sit, and I, and th- when I, I mean, today, I said, today, if you're looking for a sign, this is it. Go get it. And that was for me. Today, was that was, I made my own sign. I said, this yeah. is my sign. You know what? This tweet that I just t- tweeted out, that's my sign for myself. I'm going to get it today. I love that. You're putting yeah. it out there into the universe. Yeah. You know? You have to. Oh, I love it. Okay, wait. I, I, I want to oh, jump into something else Okay, here. do it. Okay. Because we're running a little bit short on I time. I know. We're going to have to do a part two. Oh, it's okay. I can Eventually. do whatever you need. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so as we're wrapping up this wonderful episode with mm-hmm. Zach, this is, we're going to do a little dose of drama. This is our chance to end on a dramatic oh. note where you can share the drama in your heart, whether it be you know a show you're going to see, content you're consuming, a date or a lover you're moodily reflecting on. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling Ooh. dramatic today? Like, What's your dose of drama? I would love to go first. Oh, I love this. Okay, so this actually kind of ties into something that Zach talked about openly earlier, is I heard recently that the most of the principal contracts on Frozen are not being renewed. Oh, and no. I have a feeling, and this is, I know nothing. Like, I'm truly, like, this oh, is... Oh, I know just, some stuff. I know, uh, I think drama. they are probably doing some sort of like what they did with bringing in some sort of a celebrity or a stunt casting or something like, not necessarily a stunt cast, but like a... Um, you know, like an, a, an audience draw. Yes. Do you hear that? Is that like a rumble? I have a feeling. Oh, wait. Is it like a feeling like like someone else? Do you know? No. Oh. This is me. I'm just being a soothsayer. Oh, I love this so much. Girl. Because I heard that, because, you know, Casey and Patty are leaving. And then Joe Carroll talked about on his podcast that he is not returning as Hans. And so I'm like, hmm, like, who would they replace? What would happen? And I just have a feeling that someone who might be a TV person or a singer or something like that is going into Frozen. Disney has done it before. Are we getting Zendaya At- as Anna? Ooh, I'd be there for that. That'd be so good. I would love. She's hot. It, it's tough. It's in every way. <laughs> in, so, you know, and you mark my words now, we might be seeing 
some some more like not that the incredible original leads and Joe Carroll aren't incredible, amazing. I think that we might see someone from like the entertainment business like LA come mm, in. Drama. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's cool. see it. Th- it's Frozen's third year. Disney has been known it really. Yeah, Disney's wow. been known to do that. They replaced um Prince Eric on Broadway. They had Drew Seeley from oh, that he went oh, in. Yeah. Tony Braxton was Belle. She you know, Disney is not Christy Carlson Romano played Belle. You guys are a knowledge book, I mean, a book of knowledge. I have <laughs> no idea what we're talking yeah, about. That's my dose. We'll see what happens. I don't oh think I've... Oh. Do I want to make this admission? I don't think I've ever seen a Disney show. Okay. Any of them. Not a single one. Well, you'll probably be in one at some point, so... I don't know. You could have been um, Jack Kelly in Newsies. Yes. I would love to be Jack Kelly yeah, in Newsies. That that's uh, You guys want to know my go-to song. It's Santa Fe. Throughout college, throughout my first three years here, I don't use it anymore. But... Sure. Okay. Oh my God. I'm too old now. We slay it. That's what I feel like you'll be in a Disney show at some point. We'll see. I mean, Frozen is another one that we came really close to the tour and things like that. But like, it never seems to work out. I'm, I'm a little quirky for a prince. I have a good time though. You gotta, you gotta love a good quirky prince and different quirky. Me and John Riddle are good friends, but like, okay, yeah, it's just like a different quirky. Sure. I don't know. Also, I like the word fuck. Yeah. So. <laughs> Wait, I suddenly really want you as Fiero. But anyway, okay. Oh, I have a story for that too, but that's another time. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my gosh. Connor, do you have drama. a dose of drama? I'm sorry, we need to. Hmm. Speak I kind. Uh, okay, I kind of do. My foot, my foot is injured, and I haven't been able to work out in a couple weeks, and I'm not wearing proper shoes to heal my foot, but. I don't feel hot because I haven't been able to exercise in a while and I feel really dramatic about it and very moody because I feel like my self-confidence is I'm low. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> no, I just think it's so cute. You're like moody. I'm like, I'm moody. I would be too. Yeah. Gosh. I like just, you know, I can't oh my God. exert any effort. I have to change mine now. <gasps> Was yours my drama is like the polar opposite of yours. No, I had to go in for that. a show today, and I had to lift up my shirt and show my abs. <gasps> and so, like, I've never come had. Oh no! I saw that on Twitter. No, 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 no. Okay, so that's Natalie Walker. Shout yeah. out, come on the podcast. We- but um, <laughs> you heard it from Zach. But uh, <laughs> cum gutters are the V. The V line. I don't have a V line. I just have like, just like the outline of an ab. Amazing. But I had a like but big fear of mine is in fluorescent lights in a normal audition is lifting up my shirt and being like have her have a my scene partner and just be like, Oh, you shouldn't show you, you know, like really sure, yeah. focuses on you. So I, I walked in there today and I that's the first thing I did. I was like, I'm gonna lift my shirt up now because <laughs> I'm very nervous about that and the director, sweet man, he was like that's what you're worried about today <laughs> like you're not worried about all the other material that you have to i was like no this is this is horrifying <laughs> like <laughs> he was but, like bitch that's your dose of drama but yeah <laughs> and yeah, it, I, I hope, no, I hope so it went so well scary. oh my gosh it's well, terrifying. like it just give me some side lights or something yeah. <laughs> i should have just painted them on yeah. i heard this drama already robert pattinson in twilight had spray painted abs oh Ooh. someone told me that because I've been complaining a lot about abs lately and everyone's like well did you know <laughs> I mean in uh, so many movies too like they even will blur people's skin and everything like that like no, nothing Nothing's is what real. it mm-hmm. except theater theater's real exactly I mean if you see Slave Play you will oh see God. fully nude people and yeah. there's no oh. and there's no you know it just is what would it you is. do full frontal um, I haven't been seen shirtless in public since 2011 so <laughs> But like, would you see it as like freeing or like horrifying? Because I feel it's horrifying. Horrifying for me as well. 
I feel like it would be horrifying for sure. Yeah, no, it's not my thing. Um, anyway, that's my drama, maybe. That does suck with being in the industry is, especially when you're on stage, Yeah. You there's no hiding. There's really no hiding at all. Yeah. Um, but... I hope you book. I hope you book. I hope I book it too. We'll see what happens. I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in you. Um, um, we are getting barged in at right now I in know. our studio. Our studio is being taken over. I know. Zach, thank you so much. It's been for, a pleasure. For doing this so with fun. us. So fun. Are you kidding me? You oh guys are God. so fun. You're a dream come true. Oh, you get one out of the first people that we put on our list. We were, I think, yeah, we, we, were like, we need to get Zach. You asked me so long ago. I love being here. It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was truly just like still like a kernel of an idea. Mm, yeah. And you were like, yeah, of course. Yeah, naturally. We appreciate it so much. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Keep I love talking, you. so here we go. Yes, <laughs> keeping you. You're so authentic. Everyone follow Zach on Twitter. Is it Zach M. Adkins? It is, but you can call me Zach Madkins if you Zach want. Zach Madkins. <laughs> That's so fun. It is fun, yeah. So follow Zach on Twitter and Instagram. They're all the Instagram. same, yeah. You'll see his wonderful dog, Moose, also. I love him, yeah. Who's and, a, also a dream come And true. also follow at The Drama Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Please yes. do. And follow at Dylan McDowell. That's right, and follow at Connor McDowell. Yes, Dylan is a lot more active on Twitter than I am, but... <laughs> Follow us. And also on Instagram. You can follow us there, too. And Zach, thank you again. Thank you, Zach. Bye. You're amazing. And Connor, we'll see you next time. All right. Drama. Drama.